episode 93 of the throne we're back uh i know i missed last week i'm sorry that's my fault um but fuck all that we back now <laughs> I, I got a guess you know i didn't slack um this is a kind of a guest who's been here multiple times you know one of them has been and then we got two fresh faces out here i always like that so everyone you know digital round of applause for the coven Yay! Thank you guys for coming out. I appreciate you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, no problem. Um, last time you were here, Sandy, um, you had just kind of figured out and finalized this lineup here. As far as like band goes, you were just like working on getting that single out. Um, the Fox, Fox single, Orange Fox, Orange Fox. Yes. <laughs> if it doesn't, you know, just tighten that bitch up. I'm sorry. I got weak. I got weak baby hands. <laughs> so. <laughs> So if you want to tighten her it's up, you, you go ahead and tighten her up, Tiger. We got it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and that was a cool single. I liked um, the harmonies and stuff that you did on there. It was it was definitely a Thank different you. direction from what you guys were doing before. Well, what you and the other people were doing before. Mm-hmm. So I personally, I fuck with it more. I never really liked punk that much. Yeah, so, me neither, actually. Yeah, just being a drummer. I don't know how you feel. Cole, right? That's your name? That's me. Um, Yes, that's the drummer, <laughs> Cole, the latest, um, one of the latest additions to the band. And I don't know how you feel, but me personally, is like, punk, it was like all the drum beats were mad simplistic and kind of like the same thing every song. Very much so, but if you're an artist, you understand how to, to play with it, though. Yeah, for sure. Like, there's, you can stay in the pocket. There's a lot of awesome pocket drummers. Um, I just kind of like to mix it up. So just other genres kind of called out my name more than... Well, you're more like progressive, so you like going deeper into something like more complex and chasing the white rabbit you know? yeah i feel you i wish i could play polyrhythms you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah. i'm I, I i do a lot of double kick stuff you know what i'm saying i, I kind of try and um i'm more of a pocket drummer like metal drummers that they, they love to be super tasty with the fills and whatnot but i kind of like to stay in my zone and i'm real i'm real into like hip-hop and stuff like that so yeah. i kind of try and incorporate that sound like um one of my favorite drummers right now i mentioned it all the time on the show is anderson pack mm-hmm. yeah. and he's like awesome. how, how he wonderful. sings and raps yeah and yes. plays the drums Fantastic. at the same time like yes. he snaps like yeah. i actually yeah. now that vince left um he used to sing a song um he would come off the keys and, and front the band and sing a song and he's gone so i sing basically the whole song now with nice. with the singer so that's like the first song that i take over and like i play the whole song on the kit and i sing to that's it's like a new challenge for me you know like i usually just do harmonies here and there whereas like i can focus on playing most of the song but it's like now doing the whole song remembering the words and stuff like that's what fucks me up is like when i gotta think of the lyrics and yeah. and then i gotta think about what to play like i, I get kerfuffled yeah <laughs> and i totally yeah i don't think so <laughs> We gotta, we gotta check that one <laughs> we're gonna but, fact check you right now please don't don't snopes.com article me right now snopes <laughs> middle school oh man yeah. no, i feel you on that i just started actually doing it myself singing and playing <laughs> or nice. fact checking people oh yeah I that's what <laughs> all of that no all, I, of just, it, all of it. I just i just recently started doing that though it is kind of of a challenge though but yeah, it's yeah. it's like um when you when you first start playing and they're like your hands are doing something different from your legs, it's like your mouth is doing something different from the beat, or it's like mm-hmm. when the melody of the song is off the actual beat and tempo of the song, that's that's the part that I find challenging. Yeah. Um, like now that you have your finalized lineup and whatnot, like you you kinda do you wanna go back to that punk sound or was this like a one off thing, the the orange fox single, or do you it's, wanna go It's like a one off in a sense that it's um just 
one of the many kind of styles that I think about. I mean, I don't really separate it because I listen to grunge a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, that type of music is loud, soft, loud, soft, loud, soft, soft, loud. Like, you know, Kurt Cobain has many different like shades. He's like angry and then he's got that like introspective thing. So that's like where I come from personally. And then the songs, I have a lot of songs about dogs because I love dogs a lot. And that song is dedicated to a dog. And because it's supposed to immortalize this memory, because, you know, when your dog passes away or your dog, like, you know, you have a breakup and like you don't see that dog again. Like that's really like that really fucks you up. You know what I mean? So to me, <laughs> that song is just creating a character and it's just one different color of like the way I write. But um, our new single is actually way like, completely punk and aggressive so it's just you know i'm just kind of like like i said like you said like you don't really like not really into punk i was never really into punk i just listened to like um hole and nirvana and like some riot girl punk but only some so like i've never like immersed myself in punk to be honest but that's like what comes out when i write okay you know? even though i'm not like a punk musician in a sense with guitar yeah but like with singing, I actually, like, pursued that, you know? I, like, went to school. I cheated. I went to school for it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so um, what comes out as a writer is punk. So it's just kind of, like, what I define as just kind of, like, simple, folky. And then I scream, too. And then sometimes normal singing comes out because it's just who I am, you know? Do you feel like, um, like if you were to try and force yourself to write, another way that it wouldn't feel as genuine or authentic or do you like staying in that box or in that zone i guess it's not not really a box you know i i think about that question constantly because um where i come from is so i started singing like in the choir and doing like um arias from operas and stuff like that never a full opera but just like learning how to sing to a piano like Mm -hmm. you know um and so i'm used to relating to music where someone else wrote it like I can do classic rock, I can do jazz, I can do all this stuff, but like I'm used to like someone else having written it. But when it comes to me writing my own music, it has to sound like have this like hard edge and be kind of shitty. So um, actually Douglas and I have our own like jazz band where I sing and he plays guitar and we're starting to also write for that project, but I feel inauthentic almost like writing for my own voice. Like I want someone who's like a master composer or an amazing musician like he is um to write it for me so that i can just transcribe it and just like learn it exactly because that's like fun for me but i realize that's very limiting and i want to just kind of challenge myself to write maybe like a funk song or like a jazz song that sounds like billy holiday or something you know that'd be mad fucking cool yeah (laughs) that'd be really cool but that's the hard thing for me is like um to try and write lyrics like i'm the same thing i i think i have a decent enough voice like i can um sing other people's shit and whatnot uh, but like when it comes to writing stuff, like I feel like I'm mad cheesy, so I can't take my own no, songwriting like too. Se- but like a, an artist is their own worst critic, you know what I mean? Right. So I guess it's kind of hard to, I don't know. I find it hard to present my shit to to my mates or whatever. I don't write too often, but when I do, I always feel like it's mad cheesy. Do you ever have that issue? Yeah, I mean, I used to a lot, and then I would come back to it, and like then be like, damn, that was actually pretty good. But because I was so involved in like trying to like when you try to see it from other people's perspective i think is when you when you think that right because i mean in Maybe, the moment yeah. you wrote that because you felt it yeah you know um so that's a good point yeah i guess maybe um i'm being too like 
caring of like what other people would think about it or maybe i'm just like realizing it's a cheesy fucking song <laughs> no but there are cheesy songs everybody loves you know it's that's not true and the thing is like with i mean i imagine just from the band that you're in because i've played with you and i've heard you and you guys are awesome and it's very dark um maybe you're comparing it to so other that's stuff. what i'm saying with the orange fox and daisy like i don't sit there and separate art i just see it all as art so like why does it have to sound exactly like what came before or not be mixed with it because that's how new genres new sounds are created is like you know you just put two things together that don't really go but like it sounds cool you know like maybe your cheesy lyrics with something you know quote-unquote cheesy because i'm sure it's not cheesy. right, right, like, right. you're just being like you know it's probably not that like bad. let's say you put it <laughs> not that good <laughs> <laughs> you know what i mean like maybe like who's who's to say that can't go with something else like that's your own creation and how you uniquely as a voice add to the rest of it how For you're sure. drumming goes with your lyrics or whatever that's know? a good point uh maybe i should start to look at it that way and i have picked up guitar and stuff it's just hard for me to write a melody to a drum beat yeah. in a weird way I don't know I feel like sometimes when you have like a beat or a song or whatever you kind of follow like the, the guitar melody or something like that right. with like your vocal intonations and shit but it all kind of just like you said depends on the song um, let's get into the new lineup though like how'd you end up meeting everyone who ended up joining the band I know Sandra's been in there since the old lineup pretty yeah. much so the two new members how did they come to be um okay you guys talk <laughs> I've first? known them for a long time actually oh yeah, really did we uh-huh. right so right, let's Cole. go with How Douglas. What Cole? you got, Douglas? I'm sorry, Cole. <laughs> Ladies first. That's a good Ladies point. First. You got me, bro. You got me. You got <laughs> me on my own show. Um, let me see. How did we meet up? I forget. <laughs> can, can I make a quick, um, maybe, like, assumption? If you don't mind, Cole? I, I'm trying to remember for real. Even a quick assumption. Not even, not even like, of you I remember the met. first time that I met you. Where was that? It was outside of Old Rudy's. And you were wearing sunglasses, and you were standing like this with your arms crossed. Yep, that's me. And you weren't moving. <laughs> you weren't moving at all. And I had just watched you play drums, and I was like, I couldn't breathe. And I was like, you, you're so good. And you like didn't really talk to me, and I was scared. And I was like, oh my god, did she see me? Because like I couldn't see where you were looking. I was probably had up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what? And then later on, we talked, and. And I was like, oh, my God, I thought you didn't like me. And you were like, no, of course not, or something. And I was like, I'm yeah, glad we're right. friends. Because I you're actually awesome. remember that now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> outside of Rudy. So that was like a, was a jam night though. type of thing, situation going on. Yeah, that's pretty much why I meet everyone at the jam nights. Yeah. Where was it? You said Rudy's? Yeah, Old, Rudy's? Old Rudy's? Yeah. Is there like a new Rudy's or is that just <laughs> yeah, what it's called? Yeah, there's a new Rudy's. It's on yeah. the same street, just the next block up. Context. Uh, yeah. okay. And the bigger Context. bathroom and So stuff. are they are both still <laughs> operational? Or did no, Old Rudy's no, close down? No, the old down? one yeah. became like this. And like, everyone just calls yeah. it Old Rudy's because like, that's where it used to be? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. There's um. It's like a local thing. Okay, yeah. I got you. Is that up in West Palm? Yeah. It's in Lake Worth area. Oh, Lake Worth? That's far as shit for me. Yeah. But um, <laughs> uh, that's funny. There, there was like you know when I you know my Yu-Gi-Oh days. You remember the Yu-Gi-Oh yes, days? Yes, Yu-Gi-Oh days. There was a the car store I went to was called Cool Stuff, and then they ended up moving um location. So then there was new stuff and old stuff. <laughs> and uh, I don't I don't know. I just felt like mentioning that. But um, real, real quick, Cole, as far as like your your chops and stuff, I, I saw the the live on the pier performance that y'all did, right? Okay, yes. And then I heard the orange. Fo- I don't know if y'all did the same song, but the the studio version is always different, a little bit different from the live version. So we didn't release Clarity yet, so that's just you played. That's the song you played on the pier. Um, yes. Clarity, yeah. Oh, okay, sweet. Okay, yeah. so it's not the same song. Perfect. So on both those songs, like from your drumming, I kind of gather like from the chops and the, and the type of fills you were throwing in, like you have like a bit of like soul background or like church background. Yes, I was born and raised in church. That's okay, what, okay. 
See, that's that's the crazy thing about drumming is like you can have someone um, who's like background in church drumming, and then you can end up in a punk band or a grunge right. band or whatever. And then same thing, Joe from Eras One, awesome. He's at church every Sunday drumming, and and he plays in a heavy ass fucking metal band, nice. like a fucking savage. And yeah. it's like, it's like church is like that's where I first first like got my love for the drums. Like, yeah going to church seeing them do it live and like you know they would always have their side hustle of yeah i teach drums on the side whatever you know yeah praise jesus and whatnot <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and so you know that was like my <laughs> and whatnot and so <laughs> so that was kind of like the first time i saw a kit and stuff because like in middle school i played clarinet you know what i mean what? so Woodwind? yeah well because everyone wanted to do percussion i wanted to play saxophone and so they give you the mouthpiece and they're like blow and i'm like all right and then they're like, no, nah, you're trash, clarinet. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like you figured out that, that quickly. That's why yeah. I was so many clarinet players on the Yeah, clarinet. dude, those were the wannabe saxophone players that got slighted. I get it now. Yeah, and then eventually, you know, you they moved. You play clarinet, did you? No. Oh, okay, okay. I was only in the choir. Okay, only. fair enough. I never did like You weren't a hand-me-down saxophone player? No. Nah, dude, I was so mad. Because that's the thing. The two most popular, there was like three of the most popular instruments, in, if I remember, in like band. Uh, I did three years. It was saxophone, like everyone loved playing sax, trumpet, and percussion. But like some of the trumpet players were those ass. get you the girls. Those get you the girls totally. What the trumpet? <laughs> no, nah, I don't think you're getting any girls when you're clearing that spit valve in yeah, class, yeah. dude. I remember Yo. the first time I saw that, I was like, "What is that?" I, after that, I I stopped fucking with brass players. Yeah, I stopped fucking with brass players after that. Wet shoes. For any you. brass players, like keep your instrument away from me. <laughs> Keep your case away from me. You better carry a gym towel everywhere you go. I don't want to see you without a towel. Some hand sanitizer. The worst was the trombone players for some reason. Like, how to get all the way down there, first of all. That shit's long as fuck. And you're telling That's me it's true. all the way at the end of the slide? That's true. Uh, so, that seems like it's collecting. It's probably got mold in there. Like brass instruments have to have mold a little bit. Probably. Right? I mean yeah. that has to be a science. Especially experiment. in Florida. It gets hot and musty out here. <laughs> you know, them lazy kids leave them shits in their car. Yeah. They don't practice. No, they don't practice. <laughs> That's, that was part of homework. It's like, oh, yeah, take your clean at home, practice hot cross buns, and then we'll all get it back tomorrow. D-A-G. And then the next day. Oh, my God. And it would sound like trash the next day. And the professor would get so mad because those band teachers, they're like, you know, musicians that ain't make it. <laughs> right, and that's why they're mean. <laughs> they're so salty about that shit. Like, <laughs> so I had a teacher, uh, a band, the band teacher, Mr. Williams. I'll never forget him because he would love roasting people. <laughs> he always, he always got me with some nasty shit because I thought I, I thought I could get him. You know what I mean? And he would always clap back with the craziest roast. Like, um, I got hit in the face with a bat when I was like eight, and I knocked my tooth out. Whatever. So. Oh. All throughout middle school and shit, I was missing my front left tooth, like one of the buck teeth. Aww. It was gone, right? So one time, you know, he's bald. And so I'm like, yo, Mr. Williams, man, I can't tell where your hairline starts and your forehead begins. Like, what do we got <laughs> going on here? And he shit on me. He was like, does your toothbrush have a gap in it so you can get both teeth and shit in front of the whole class? I'm like, bro, you ain't got to go that hard, dude. I'm 12, dude. I can't snap back that hard. <laughs> Come on, man. That's crazy. Um, so, Cole, you say you grew up in the church, though, but how long have you actually been playing, you know? I've been playing drums since I was about five. Five? No yeah. shit. No, no wonder you're no, way better than no, me. No, no playing. That's for real. That's for real, for real? That's like, for did real they buy you a kit, or you, you just kind of had the one at church? My mom and... is, a, is a keyboardist, and she plays multiple instruments. My dad is a guitarist. 
Um, so in church, that's why I sat in the music pit. So I had no choice but to pick up something. I was there. Gotcha. So it runs in the family. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Everyone. Yeah. That's awesome. Like I like so that cool. shit. Cause I mean, one, it comes naturally, to a certain degree, and then two is like you know, family is. It, it could be real positive or real negative. You know what I mean? Like, if you have family that doesn't support what you do and they're like, get a job, loser, stop playing drums all day, whatever. Yeah, my mom supports it fully. Definitely. Um, but that's great. And I, I love for my mom, too. She always su- supported my dream of being... Uh, not when I first told her I want to go to college. <laughs> she, she ain't take that that too great. But, no. I mean, once she saw that I actually had the drive and started playing shows and practice twice a week and practice on my own... Um, I think she started to realize that is really something that I wanted to do and it wasn't just, oh, I'm going to fuck around and not go to college and work at a gas station or whatever right. the fuck, you know. I think you have to put in the work. Like, there's so many people that are in this scene that we all know that they talk about a big game and, and then they really don't put in the work. Right. Um, you know, I'm sure this isn't your first project. No. I'm sure this isn't your first project. This isn't your first project. So no. we've all had those bandmates that um, they think that practice is for practice. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, where I think I think Douglas about knows about that, and yeah. you know, you're supposed to <laughs> practice on your own and then come and rehearse the fucking shit. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. You know about that? Yeah, yeah, that's different. And it's you know, as the drummer is mad important because if you don't know the song, like the guitarist could fuck up a solo, song still goes. If we stop playing, song's over. Like <laughs> it's a wrap. That's true. <laughs> yeah, because the bassist could stop playing, no one would notice. I guarantee you, half the crowd wouldn't know what the fucking bass sounds like. And then, uh, like you know, depending on the mix <laughs> and whatnot, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, but if the drum stops, everyone's like, even the, even your bandmates are like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> what happened? <laughs> I, I, I hate that feeling, but you yeah. you know that feeling too, Doug, right? Yeah, I do. I I, I uh, had high hopes for certain uh, Project? projects, uh-huh. you know, and, and that very thing derails it all the time. 100%. But, you know, I, I think because, you know, if we look at it one way and then... We don't necessarily see how other people are looking at it. We we need to be careful, more careful with who we work with. I think you know, because like that's the way it should. We should over prepare and you know just be ready for whatever music we're about to play. Yeah, I mean that's the whole point. At the very fucking least, let's get through the song, right? right? Like even if we botch it or whatever, like at least know the arrangement or. or, You know, and, and, and I'm not a tight ass either. Like, if someone's like, yo, I had a busy exactly. week, couldn't work right. on it. But, like, yeah. that's why we practice twice a week, bitch. <laughs> Get yeah. that shit ready for next practice, right. you know? Uh, and that that is the biggest derailer of projects. And it's sad to yeah. see, you know what I mean? Because yeah. we didn't want to um, part ways with David, you know what I mean? Like, our, our, our original guitarist um, with the bushy hair, you know what I'm saying? You remember Dave, yeah. probably. I remember his silhouette in the purple legs. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's unforgettable with that yeah. fucking hair. <laughs> And um, he's a great guitarist. Like, don't get don't get me wrong at all. Uh, but it's just um, oh, phones on silent. <laughs> phones on silent, people. <laughs> nah, it happens to me all the time. Um, uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, we don't want to get rid of David. But the thing is, uh, he like I said, he was a great guitarist. He was great live. He had energy on stage when he needed to and shit. But man, when it came to studio work, like I said, he just wasn't holding his own. Um, and it's kind of crazy. It's like you kill it live, and then we sit down and give you hours on hours to just try it over and over and over. And the songs we've been playing for years, and he can't get it down, or it's not to the click. I know you've had that fucking experience, bro. It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I was in some like improvising groups and things like that, mm-hmm. and people kind of take that as as a you know because it has the word improvising in it. Just a cue to fuck off. Yeah, basically. just basically just 
We'll figure oh, it out. Uh, yeah, we'll just, we'll just play <laughs> it. We'll be you. fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I man, mean, that's the best That's the best line. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll play the show. It'll be great. And then you get on stage, and everyone's looking at each other like, <laughs> yeah. I had one moment, one moment, and it was Dave's fault. Uh, <laughs> we were, they were doing, like, a Queen night at Churchill's, like, Queen, the band Queen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we did a cover of Innuendo. If y'all know that song, it's, it's, it's a deep cut. It's a deep That's cut. That's a deep cut. It must so you be. know Innuendo. Okay, I, no, you don't. I'm, okay, I'm sure I've heard it, but. It's one of those songs that I didn't, I didn't hear, but Alex, is, our singer's favorite band is um is Queen, so he knew it. He's like, this would be a good song to bust out. No one else is probably going to play it, because who, who isn't going to do We Will Rock You, or We Are The Champions, or <laughs> yeah. any of that shit. So we're, he's like, let's pick some deep cuts. So it has like a flamenco guitar solo somewhere in the middle of that shit, hmm. with like rhythmic clapping to it, to like keep the tempo. And... It starts with Dave coming in, and he was off, my dude. He was <laughs> off, off. And so me and Vince are are, the, are doing the clapping, and, yo, it was just so off. Like, it was so – and, yo, the stare of death. Oh, no. The stare of death that Alex gave that man. I would never – I never want that stare of death in my life. And he gave it to him because his, uh, his parents were in the crowd that night, Alex's, and – uh, his dad's favorite band is Queen. Like one of his oh, favorite no. bands is Queen. So I'm Alex heard, no, 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 it's a great story. And his dad was like roasting us on the way home. Like to, Alex told me this. He's like, man, what happened to you guys up there? Like, yeah, man, I drove all the way out here for y'all to sound like this. And I'm like, damn, yo. But Alex's dad is a musician. So like in a way I respect his opinion. You know what I right. mean? But um, it was one, that was one of those moments, man, where like on stage, like we were off off and we all knew we were off and it was just like that's not a fun feeling right. it's not a good it's feeling good to have no nah, yeah. no and um i don't like feeling like that yeah. that in that moment it was enough and like there was one picture <laughs> that came out like a couple of days after that i saw that i sent to the chat no one else thought it was fucking hilarious but i laughed my ass off so i don't care because <laughs> with shit like that it's like i'm mad about it for like the night you know and then by the time you know I, the last song was good we only fucked up one song in the middle of the set people probably don't remember it but um, by the next day, I'm fucking laughing about it, but Alex was still pretty hot. You know what I'm saying? He had to deal with that drive home. <laughs> so I get it. But there was a picture of Vince uh, clapping with his head down like this. And you could tell. It was like, he was like, oh, shit. Like, like cringing. Cr- like like a cringe clap. <laughs> and it was like, I sent it to the chat like, yo, we all know what Vince is thinking here, dude. And Alex was like, yeah, period. <laughs> I was like, once you start punctuating your text to me, like, I don't want no sauce. I don't want no smoke. <laughs> I don't want none of that. Like, leave me alone. I, I got you. I'll back off. But I thought it was fucking funny. But that really led me to prepare to like, yeah, I want to be ready for every set. I never want to fuck up. Granted, it wasn't my fault, but <laughs> that's right. neither here nor there at this point. I'm on stage with the band. We're a fucking unit. Yeah. So yeah. if one of us is fucking up, we're all fucking up. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Uh, another thing is um, the first time I, I played after having a beer. And um, we were playing Toxicity because it was like early, early, early. And, um, you know, that, that song has a pretty famous drum fill. Yeah. That everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> like, everyone knows that. It's like when you're playing In the Air Tonight by Phil yes, Collins. Yeah. If you hit that drum fill, if you fuck it up, everyone in the crowd knows you fuck it up because <laughs> everyone knows that fill, dr- like, exactly. So Toxicity has the same drum fill throughout the choruses. And um, I, uh, I got the first one. And then <laughs> the second time around, it came. And I fucking dropped a stick on it. And I'm Ooh. like, this like, oh, shit, there it goes, whatever. I, I picked up the next stick, kept it going. And then, but once you fuck up, like, you're thinking about it. Like, oh, yeah. that part's going to come back around. <laughs> and I got to nail it. And so it came back around, and I fucked up in the same spot. Like, the same exact spot <laughs> no. in the fill. Stick goes flying. And I'm like, no more drinks. No more <laughs> drinks before it sets. Because, nope. like, there was one dude there who I do not like. 
because of this night. <laughs> he came up. He was like, man, you were not good. <laughs> and I, and he was another drummer for another band. I'm like, Fuck bro, I don't know you. <laughs> like, I know I wasn't good. Like, chill, <laughs> you know? Like, it hurt. It hurt my pride. Yeah, but why would after, you go up to someone and say that? But yeah, I guess dr- some, some people are mad competitive or something. Like, maybe he... Maybe he fucked with the rest of the set and just found that one thing to jab about. I don't know. But after that night, I really fuck with that guy. Uh, I'm not going to name names. That's not what I do. Right. But um, it really, that's another thing that really, like, all right, no more drinking. I'll get high as shit before a set. I don't <laughs> care. We have a song that's 12 minutes long. I'll get high as fuck and play the shit out of it. <laughs> but but one drink, two drinks, nah, I can't play for shit. <laughs> loosey-goosey, too loosey-goosey. Yeah. Like, it's too much for me. I don't know how y'all feel, like, if you guys even partake in any of that. Do you guys like get get a little loose before before sets, or is that kind of inhibiting <sighs> your do. performance? I do. I have to at least have a glass of wine or two before I start. Okay, so you like to drink <laughs> before you start? Just a little bit, not heavy. Like, okay, you know what I mean. So yeah, wine where, is. You know, like yeah, you know, I kind of you know keep it mellow, but just take the edge off a little yeah. bit. Okay, at least Feel to take that. the edge off. Um, I don't I don't want to say I have stage fright, but you know you still got that little that little jitter when you first get up there where it's kind of like oh you got a little jitter or whatever you know what I mean so it is what it is. It kind of helps alleviate that jitter a little bit. Yeah. The one time um, I did have like mad stage fright was Revolution, live. Yeah, I had, yeah. I had dummy I stage imagine. fright, but I couldn't I didn't want to drink because I was like if I drink I'm gonna fuck it up. I couldn't really smoke because like you know you're there in the green room or whatever just waiting. And uh, they're not really letting people in and out. It's not like churches. You can just walk in and out, go to your car, whatever. But, like, they have a back door, and they kind of got to watch it and stuff because it's a real venue and whatnot. And um, I, ended up, I ended up playing pretty good. Like, this, once you get into it, man, like, once you're in the yeah. middle of a song, you're like, all right, I'm in it. Like, I'm here. Yeah. It's the moment I've been thinking about forever. But, like, once you're there, you're there. You know and what I mean? And you use it. If you're anxious, you use it. Definitely. You know? You can channel it. Mm-hmm. Do you ever... um? As a drummer, do you ever do you ever get nervous when you're about to uh, do a fill that you know you've never done before? Like you're just like I feel like throwing this in, like on the next come around. On the, <laughs> I know I feel like I could pull it off, but I've never pulled it off before, and I feel like I could just ah. I don't know. I, when I play anyway, I just kind of like let let loose mentally, physically, and everything. I try not to think too much when I'm playing. I just I'm more of a feel type of person. So whatever I feel, I just play. So once I come to something that I've heard it enough or I've practiced it enough, it's to be honest with you, it's like it just comes anyway. So I, feel I can't you. say that, yeah. For me, it's when I do think too much is when I start to fuck up. So yeah, I think yeah. that makes sense. And that's yeah. where that's where I like it because mm-hmm. I don't like doing drum solos. I hate drum solos. Because you feel like you gotta think I'm too like, much. Everyone's looking at me like. I get you. I get <laughs> you. And I hate it when you're in a band and like everyone tells you to do a, a drum solo, then everyone stops playing like. <laughs> no, even the band's yeah. looking at you like. Yeah, hey. <laughs> Dance, monkey, dance. Like, come on, bro. You can't put me on the spot like that. I hate that. I'm like, bro, it's 2020. It's not 1970. (laughs) At least the bass player keep going like, somebody help me. Yeah, for real. Like Kevin Hart, help me. (laughs) But the, 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 the thing for me is like drum solos now, like they're they're different than they used to be like. I feel like before you could just do some fashion on the snare. On the snare, you're throwing some hi-hats, some hi-hat sizzles. And everyone was like, this dude is a beast. Like, if you listen to a Buddy Rich solo, it's nothing like a metal drummer solo or whatever. Like, they were on some other shit with the traditional grip and stuff. Yeah. Every once in a while when I'm feeling a little saucy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'll throw the traditional grip in there. I, I feel like I can get my double strokes off easier like that. Yeah. I have a little, I did one year of marching band and uh whole year huh yeah just one year just one year because okay because then they hit me with that oh you want to you want a marching band okay well you need a uniform and uh it's gonna be 450 (laughs) dollars and i was like 450 to play drums i have a kid in my house 
<laughs> like, I'm good to dance and play drums. I'm good. <laughs> like I need the workout, but I don't need the four hundred fifty dollar bill to go with it. Like, true. and it was like, yeah, we got the PTA. We'll help you out. It's like, isn't it not enough help for four hundred fifty dollars? Like, it's a lot of guap. And I get it. You know, they travel and they do their competitions and stuff. But um, I also got this vibe from like band kids, like school band kids and marching band kids. I was like real like um, um, what's the word? Cocky. I guess mm-hmm. like, real serious. Yeah. they into their shit for real. I got into it with some marching people, like some, 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 some drumline people. Do that. Oh, cause it was, it was great. They were coming at me like in droves. Like they couldn't, they're like, we're going to make a, a, an audible with your name in it or whatever. I was like, what? And their coach was like, no, we're not doing that. And I was like, what's going on here, dude? It was because they had a, um, they had like some routine they were doing where they had a plane, like a half of an airplane or something. And they were spinning it and stuff. And I'm like, like yo, what the fuck does this plain dance routine have to do with drums? (laughs) Like, this shit is like mad extra for no reason. Y'all don't even sound that good. And they go point a stick at you like, "Mm, come. Relax, bro. And so immediately they all just came and attacked me, dude. Like, they call the hat like... Oh, there he is. And they, they started, like, finding the band video and, like, wow. talking shit about my drumming and shit. Like, they got oh so God. butthurt. No, they get like that. It was... They, they took like it that. so to heart. And, yeah. like, that culture kind of, like, way, that like, turned me off to it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um... I didn't let it bother me. I just went on here about my business. Like, I'm like, all right, let me just do these a uh, couple of years so I can go to the next four years and <laughs> get that for free. <laughs> you know what I mean? So... I feel you. I mean, that's the thing is that wasn't ever my goal was to go to school for music because I kind of felt like, um, ain't nothing wrong with going to school for music. You know, my, my grandfather went to school for to become a recording engineer and True. he ended up winning a, a Latin Grammy for it. For know, what? So, from a Juan Luis Guerra album. <gasps> what? Yeah, um, I have a picture of him in the, in the living room. My I want to get one in him. here, but um, yeah. So th- there's definitely money to be made and a career to be had. I mean, he played everything there was to play: saxophone, clarinet, trumpet, all that. But he really was a great producer and engineer. So, like I said, there's nothing wrong with going to school for it. But I know what I wanted to do was drums, and my passion was like metal and and stuff like that at the time, thirteen, fourteen. So um, I wasn't looking at it for that path specifically, just because like it wasn't in my future to go to college or to get a scholarship for for music True. or something like that. And so for me, it was just I had a bunch of like 17 year olds that thought they were hot shit telling me what <laughs> to do. And like I wasn't feeling it because, you know, the seniors were all the snare guys. Like if a freshman got into the snare, like he was he had to be a savage, like had to know what he was doing. And I, that was my first year. Like, you know, I didn't really know what a paradiddle was. I just I played the kit. You know, I kind of knew what a paradiddle was. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like I, I had that same ex- 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 the same experience only because like. I grew up in church, so that's where I knew and learned how to play. That's all I knew what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing. It took me all the way to high school to figure out what I was doing. So I didn't go through the middle school phase or none of that. Like, it took me to my 10th grade year, and I had nothing else I could do but was to play in band. So I was like, all right, let me just fit in. You know what I mean? So when they told me what a pair that it was, it took me forever to figure it out because I was looking at it. And then <laughs> finally I stopped looking at it and just listened, and I was like, Oh, I've been doing that. So yeah. then, <laughs> yeah, everything else just clicked from there. So I understand what you're saying. Yeah, um, I took a little bit of the experience from the clarinet playing, like as far as how to read a staff. I knew what a quarter note was, whole note was, and shit. It's just applying it to drums was a little weird for me at first. Um, but I, I was decent. Like I didn't, I didn't. I feel like if I had pursued it, I might have been a little bit better. But the main reason, the main regret I have in that is um, not going through 
a hundred percent and because i feel like it would have made me a way better drummer if i had just went through it you know i ended up switching schools after freshman year so maybe that had a little bit of influence but um yeah if i, I feel like if i had went through i would have been way more um i guess fundamentals like i would have way more fundamentals in, in that regard and stuff because uh, i think i'm a i'm a good drummer i don't think i'm fantastic or anything and um i'm, I'm always looking to improve and one of the, the things that Joe does from Eras 1 that I really, really like, and I've noticed you throw it into some fills too, is like throwing the rudiments into the fills and like alternating with the bass kick in between the two hand hits and stuff. And that shit sounds so tasty. Throwing some hi-hat little shits. And so I'm kind of trying to incorporate that into into my um, my repertoire, I guess is the word for it. Like, I like it. <laughs> the, 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 the main thing I've been working on, sorry to get to this drumming tangent. but nah, you good. You know what I mean? Let's talk. The most recent technique that I've been um, working on is um, ghost notes, like little okay, ghost yes. notes and stuff like that, like doing the, the beat where like the snare almost like never stops. Shout out to whoever's outside my window playing <laughs> bass right now. Um, and the, Fuck that guy. That's <laughs> <laughs> not even a good song. Like, I would be mad if it was a good song, but it's not. True. <laughs> so uh, one of the albums that I've been listening to um, to get myself, like the, the way I pick up techniques is playing along to music that uses that technique. Mm -hmm. And I kind of feel like you play around with music, you pick up different techniques. Like you said, you, you listen to a lot of Kurt Cobain. Like Kurt Cobain and Nirvana grunge is going to sound a lot different than uh, like Pearl Jam grunge or, or mm -hmm. Soundgarden, you know. Mm -hmm. yeah. So if you learn a, a Nirvana song guitar, you might pick up some Kurt Cobain tendencies versus you learn like a Foo right. Fighter song. You might pick up something from Grohl. Yeah. So I felt like it was the same for drumming. So one of the albums I've been listening to is uh, Sour Soul. Okay. With um, is Bad Bad Not Good, which is a jazz trio, and uh, Ghostface Killer from Wu Tang Clan. Mm -hmm. oh, so all the 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 beats are all instrumental, like real instruments, guitar, bass, drums, and um, he does a lot of ghost notes. It's very jazz influence, and like jazz to me is the hardest genre to play. Mm -hmm. I don't know how y'all feel about that, just because it's so like it's the bass, the tempos yeah. and stuff are Foundation. so weird, and especially freeform jazz or uh, or jazz fusion. It's like so all over the place and, and a lot of stops and starts and, and shit like that and polyrhythms like you were saying earlier. Yeah. Yeah, it gets complex. Yeah, it really <laughs> does, dude. Even, like, just got to know what a one is. Thing. Where's the one? And as long as you know what the one is, everything follows. Yeah. That's the one. Th Do you guys <laughs> plan on doing anything in like weird time signatures down the road? Yeah, I hope so. You started writing. You hope so. I hope not. <laughs> I hope so. That shit confuses the fuck out of me, bro. Nah, it's just um, that, that's, the, that's where that feel comes from, when you just feel it. Yeah, See, when facts. you let go, bro, and you just feel and you know, the, the one is inside of you, like, yeah. literally. I can't right. even explain it, like, because yeah. I can close my eyes and, like, the, I play in a lot of other bands too, where it's like the guitar player is always on his own rhythm. I don't know where he's at, and then like <laughs> <laughs> then the bass player is doing another thing. Like everybody's doing their thing, right? And then like you're 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 the you're the soul, you're the heart. So it's like you got to keep going. So it's, once you let go and just do your own thing, as long as you know where the one is, it'll sound great. I promise you that. I feel you on that because yeah. if you could stay in the pocket, if you could stay on beat, like, and you don't overcomplicate it, mm -mm. like, you should be straight. Because even with that, it's not overcomplicated. You just gotta feel it. Like, yeah. you'll know where it's at. You could do some of the dumbest stuff, and everyone looking at you like you're off beat. But as long as you come back, land on the one. one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. That that's the reason I wanted to go in that direction, though. Like, expand my sound as far as like uh, more jazz and and chill stuff like that, and like funk, is because um, I was in New York in May. And um, I was at this little, like, after party thing. 
um, for a show that I missed actually because my oh, flight yeah, got delayed. I you said that. Right. Yeah. That so it was Anderson Pack, Thundercat, Earl Sweatshirt. Ooh, I I'm, love Anderson Pack. I miss a show. I actually got to meet. A. I'm looking at. I'm looking at it now. Like. Oh yeah, that's the same night I met Thundercat next to him. He's a beast. Yeah, he's a fucking yeah, savage. And so, um, I actually I ended up getting to see them play because they played so at the little good. club right there. They were chilling, mm-hmm. and Thundercat was on stage uh, with his bass, and killing it. And like some, and the drummers were just going up. Like people were just going up on the kit. Like the first guy, it just looks like some dude. But after some digging on Instagram, it ends up that's Thundercat's drummer. <laughs> but, but he looked so normal. He was just some dude. And I was like, okay, so they're just letting anybody on. And then after people went on, and like I had the chance. I was just standing there, bro, and like. I had the chance to get on the kit and play with Thundercat and like because I didn't feel like I could hold my own like in that genre and that in that box and that zone I, I was too pussy to like walk sorry I was too <laughs> <laughs> I was too chicken to uh <laughs> to get up there and 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 play and I regret that to this day because like I, I fucking love Thundercat and I think he's so sick and just to be able to say yo I jammed with Thundercat for five minutes whatever it was um, I think it would have been cool, and it would have made that picture a lot cooler. Cause yeah. <laughs> to him, I was just some random white dude. <laughs> and I was like, "Yo, them changes was sick, dude." <laughs> he was like, "Thank you." <laughs> Thanks, man. And no, but he was mad cool. Anderson was mad cool, and like, I really and, and the thing is, Anderson would have seen me drumming and shit, and like, I was just I didn't I didn't do it because I had stage fright. I didn't feel like I could hold my own, and so I I really want to expand. Um, the kind of shit that I could play so that I don't feel that again in that situation. If I'm in a situation where I get to jam with somebody that I really, really look up to as a musician or I really like, I don't want to feel like, oh, I can't hold my own against them. You know what I mean? Like, I want to feel like... I still like, feel like that, though. I always feel like that. Yeah, I know. Because, you know, like I said, it's we're natural. our worst critic. But, like, man, even if I sucked, just to say I got up there, you know what I mean? I can't take that, though, because it's a, it's a double hit for me. It's like, dang, you're bad. And you're a girl and you're bad. Like, it's oh, just... Okay. Yeah, okay. For me, it's okay. a different story. I mean, I've, I've never seen it from that perspective. I guess, like, that's true because, like, you know, a lot of guys, not me, a lot of guys, <laughs> a lot of, I'm sure not Doug either, <laughs> like, they'll, you know, um, if they're not a musician or if they are a musician, they just don't happen to be playing that night or whatever it is, they see a girl get up on stage and like, <laughs> well, see what she can do or whatever, yeah. right? You, you, have you to get be that perfect. vibe a lot? Right. right if right. not, there's no, like, like a man can make a mistake. Okay, I have a story about Let's this. Let's get into <laughs> it. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> so, I used to be. Where's my tea? <laughs> Here's the tea. Um, I used to go to that. Um, Funky biscuit or whatever, uh, yes. like jam and Boca. And there's oh, this per- funky there's biscuit like, jam. That sounds like old. It's in Boca. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's, it's like old blues shit, right? Uh, so anyway, I was in a band that they wanted to get up there, and you know whatever. But then they like purposely put you with different people. It feels like a game show. Fuck I don't y'all. Know. <laughs> yeah. Fuck those people. Yeah. Come on. But like, dude, like <laughs> they were like not letting like like treat like the dude was like. He didn't even say hi to me. He said hi to all the male member- members in the band. And then he was just acting, like, really rude and almost, like, giving me those looks. Like, you need to wait, like, da-da-da, you know, till the end of the night, whatever. Whoa. And then um, this guy uh, who was, like, a drummer in the scene, he was like, oh, have you met this guy yet? You know, he, like, he doesn't like putting women up there. That's why you're not up there That's yet. True. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. That's crazy. And I was, like, so fucking pissed. I would be pissed, too. Yeah. And then um, I go, I'm like watching the show while I'm waiting 
And this dude gets up there and like, I don't have anything against old white dudes, but like they're favored, right? (laughs) What do you mean? So like, I'm just saying like they're favored and sometimes they're like, so this guy's playing fucking, um, what was it? Um, ZZ Top. Not white room. ACDC. Oh, name cream songs. Name Uh, Sunshine of Your Love. Oh, cocaine. That's Eric Clapton. Okay. Wow. Okay. So this guy's playing fucking cocaine and he doesn't do the, and I was just starting to play drums at the time and I was thinking like, Dude, I would at least acknowledge that. Even though I just started playing drums like two months ago, like, fuck it. Like, this guy's like fucking this up. He's just doing a simple beat. And just because he's a dude and he's just like, he's just chilling, just playing, just keeping time, which is fine. But I mean, like, if the there's standard starts and is stops so, like, in the songs, you have yeah, to know like, them at I least. Mean, that's he just, know like, that song. My point he is, old, like, it's, it's basic, old. right? It's like everybody knows it. it. You can't fuck up recognizable shit. Right. I, I'm all for creative, whatever, but stuff that people know, it's like, Anyway, I don't really care. Punk rock all the way. But at the same time, like, there's, like, this double standard. And I was like, that's really stupid. Um, Although I don't really let it bother me anymore because I know that I'm better than that fucking person that's talking shit. Because that's (laughs) why they're talking shit is because they're, like... Like, there was this quote that's, like, if someone's trying to bring you down, they're already beneath you. And I was like, damn, that's so fucking true. Because I would let that get to me. You know, like, the fact that I'm, like why would this person hate me? I'm so nice and I want to help them and I teach vocals and, da, 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 and I'm always like supporting people and building people up, but then they don't give you like that energy back that you expend. So you like, you know, and then you realize like, oh, well that person's just trying to fuck with you because they're jealous and like they must be in so much pain that they need to like try and fuck with you. And like dudes that do that or whatever, if they need to like judge people, whoever it is, it's not about women. It's about them and their own like. They probably hate their mom. Exactly. That's how I see it. They probably hate their mom. Would you come? What? No, come on, dude. Like, the, 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 most of the time that people have problems with women is because they, they don't have a good relationship with their mother or the women figures in their life people. weren't. It gotta really be some because that happened to me, the same thing at Funky Biscuit. So I get there early. Trash talk. Yeah, same dude. Fuck the fucking I get, Biscuit. <laughs> I get there yeah. same. The the and everyone around me, they, you know, being around the area, everyone kind of knows me, you know whatever yeah. so you're cold <laughs> you're, yeah. so uh, like humble brag I'm, i am very humble. i don't think i can do it well but everyone else seems to think so okay so um i get there and i get there on time a couple of my other buddies or whatever we're chilling and um everybody signed up so i signed up to so i'm like you know what? forget it i'm gonna do it tonight da, da, da. so um night goes on they play this first band at first because they have like this house band thing or whatever going on house band plays forever mind you it's over at like i don't know what time it was like maybe 10 or 11 it's an early thing and but they play like almost the majority of the time so i'm like all right when is everybody else gonna get up we get up and then finally everyone else gets to go up that i know of they're like oh have you met cole he's like yeah no i've never met her da, da, da. so the next thing you know it's almost to the end maybe like 10 minutes left maybe five so it was like five minutes left and then he finally like oh you guys can come up so me and my buddy go up he's plays he plays the bass i play drums so we get up and he's like dismissing us like he's pa- having other guys pack up while we're in the middle of playing oh so it was like nah. more like dismissive in a way yeah, yeah. so once i oh, this is what kills me every time i play it's weird because as soon as i play they're like oh my god hi my name is Da-da-da. here's my car uh-huh. do you want Da-da-da? and i'm like nah bro because you didn't even acknowledge me at first anyway <laughs> yeah that, that kind of made yeah. me mad like Hell this yeah. happened to me so many times like even my first time really getting on the scene and how i even got on outside of church like, i was playing at this particular place in lake worth as well and this guy from my church he's a, a french guy he plays guitar he kept asking me to come to this jam night. i knew nothing of jam nights he told me to come to this jam night so 
I kept coming, but he was never showing up. So I showed up for a whole month straight on a Sunday. Every Sunday after church, I would go, but I never went up because I was too scared to play. So this one particular night, he finally shows up. He brings me on stage. It's the last set, of course. And um, before he got there, though, the waitress there was like, hey, if anyone comes in, you guys will have to move. And I brought a friend with me. He was like, oh, you guys going to have to move from this table. And mind you, nobody was even in the place. So you had like it was going to get full at 9 o'clock at night. Anyway, so, um, <laughs> yeah, so I went up to play, and after I played, I played like maybe three or four songs that I had no clue of. And then once I played, like I came back to the table, I had hot wings on the table, drinks and stuff. And I'm like, I asked my friends, I'm like, where did this stuff come from? You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, the owner brought that over to the table. Then next thing you know, this owner comes hobbling over. He's like, hey, I'm the owner of the place. How you doing? I'm like, nah, but y'all already threw me out like a couple minutes ago. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You didn't want me to play at first, but now all of a sudden you hear me play now. Oh, girl, how are you? Acknowledging me. Like, yeah, it, it trips me out every time. That's funny. Um, I mean, that's not, it's fucked up, but I'm saying it's funny how okay. like people, people, yeah. people will be super dismissive of you just cause uh, you know, of the way you look basically. for sure. Basically. Yeah. Well, yeah. essentially whatever it is, whether it's gender, race, yeah. the way you look, Definitely. they don't like your face, whatever with the women fuck it is. Or with just whatever they classify you. Like yeah. for example, like with me, like at, no one can see me, but I don't have glasses. I usually have glasses. It's my signature look. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I'm actually, like, starting to do, like, acting, dancing again, and stuff like that. So I'm, like, and yoga. So I, you know, I ditched the glasses look for a little while. All right, Cole is sporting the great glasses look. She looks amazing. It's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> so, like, when people would hear me sing in that same scene that Cole's talking about that we met in, that... Douglas and fuck I also the funky met fuck that, fuck that shit. Um, so <laughs> anyway, the end of the song. story is also like that because mm-hmm. I ended up going at the very end, like till like when they're almost finished, and I sang a blues song, and then motherfuckers like sing another one. He actually liked it. Wow, whatever. Do another one, and now he's all friendly with me and shit. And then people always say to me like, "I didn't know you could do that. You look like a librarian secretary, little whatever." And I'm all like. I'm sexual, I'm out there, I'm, I'm just expressing myself. And people think that, like, because of the way I look, they, like, casted me as a nerd or something. You know what I mean? Or right. whatever. People, th- I, because I wasn't aware that I looked like that. I'm right. just like, I'm like, oh, I look cute in these glasses, whatever. To me, I look sexy or whatever, or grown up, but because I look younger, like, we were just talking about this, like, mm-hmm. the three of us look pretty young, you know? Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, people think that you're stupid because you look young or you have a baby face yeah. or whatever. I definitely get that a lot, oh, too. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, they're like, Especially are you, you lost, Tony? You had me fooled for a second. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. Right, we had that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> he gets carded like everywhere. I like, believe it. You, know. uh, you, you could totally be in like math class right now. I'm 38. 38? Yeah. God. Look, you didn't even know that, right? No. Right? Look what? at his face. And what are you, 27? I'm 27. Oh, boy. Good thing yeah, I didn't get that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how about you? Oh, you can't talk? You can't talk about it? Or can mm-hmm. you talk about it? How old are you? 34. Okay. So, damn, y'all old. How old are you? How old do I look? 24. Close. 25. No. 23. Yes. Nobody likes you. Oh, you're a baby. <laughs> oh, so, I remember when oh, I was 23. Yeah. So, what happened was, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> it's my Jordan year, bro. What y'all mean? It's my Jordan year. Oh, true. Six championships. No, no, not at all. I have zero championships. Actually, I have one championship right up there. Shout out to Oski. You know what I'm okay. Okay. You know what I'm award win- You guys are on an award-winning show right now. I don't know if y'all knew. <laughs> okay. I see. No. Um, but uh, back to that point. Uh, it's funny how they'll dismiss you off rip, and then they see what you can do. They see that they can use you because that's really what it is. Yeah. You know? They yeah, want people in the door. I have, you know how many cards I had by the end of the night? Uh, Trading oh the trash God. for me. I had Fuck cards them. and drinks and friends yeah, and everything. Yeah, because they like, need you at that point. Hi. Wants them 
something. <laughs> Look at this black girl walking here. Hey, that's how I felt. Like yeah. they yep. ass after I left. Cause 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 they needed you at that point. Yeah. They probably they probably had some shitty white dude in the back. You know what I'm yeah, saying? They did. On a kick. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> some Which Chad was, you Smith know. looking motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, it was the like, owner's brother, Chad so I want to be like rude. Yeah. You know what I mean? But yeah. But, yeah but Chad Smith is the beast. No Chad Smith. Yeah, exactly. Right. But yeah. they don't. These dudes don't play like that. Right. They're just. Mm-hmm. They, they just look just like. Just want to talk shit. You yeah. Know, for no reason. And play uh, covers. <laughs> Phil Collins and yeah. ACDC covers. It's like, all right, yeah. we over it, <laughs> bro. We don't even want to talk about it. Like, I play in a band right now on the outside. It plays nothing but Pink Floyd. Like, imagine doing that three, four times a week. Every you did week. that? That's what I'm doing. That's what she did. Pink Floyd is fun. I, uh, well, maybe, okay, look. All the time? Look, I wouldn't want to play comfortably numb three or four times. The same ones. It's well, not yeah, like the fun. Also, imagine playing when it twice on a Saturday. Okay, like, well, I guess this series. is the thing is that I did the I did David Gilmore's harmonies when we did Comfortably Numb because we did cover that, you know, and that was a, that was a really fun song to play just because we had like all the people. Like, it sounded really good. Like, not some black, yeah, yeah, but like, we had the yeah, keyboards. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? David, his name is David. Their guitar player's name is David Gilmore. And he loves snapping on that solo because he just improvised. He was just, but for some reason, anytime we did like, like Iron Maiden or, or Pink Floyd, like he would snap, like snap, snap. We did like the longer like version that they did live, so like mm-hmm. the extended solo, just so Dave could fucking nut or whatever he does. <laughs> <laughs> and like, this dude. I like I like singing, and I I I love Pink Floyd, so I, I would I would like that, but maybe not I mean, that often. Maybe once not that I, often. Once I'm in about four Chardonnays in, it gets great. <laughs> um, <laughs> it gets real great. But if it's a night that I've had no Chardonnay, it's kind of like uh, watch watching. Right. Wow, okay. So you, were you a Pink Floyd fan before you joined the band? Or this I kind was. Of just to make some and I still was. am. But she wasn't a Chardonnay fan and now she is. <laughs> <laughs> that over, that's what that overexposure would do to you. Though. Yeah. Like, that's why I kind of got over metal, dude. Like, like, not that I don't like metal and I love all my local peeps and shit, but it's like two times a week plus a show plus practice on your own it's like when i'm on my own i listen to hip-hop indie r&b like you saw me listen to frank ocean earlier like mm-hmm. that's on the daily i listen to frank ocean i'm sad so uh i didn't laugh that's the problem man it was supposed to be funny <laughs> y'all didn't laugh and now it's just like oh what's wrong uh-huh. no you no, no but you straight bro i'm good okay. i'll live okay Come on, talk about this i right just want to make not sure. on the air <laughs> not on the air <laughs> no no but Things you know I, when i'm but on my own for for new yeah man because i get so bored of it like i had my phase in middle school where all i would listen to was slipknot and avenge sevenfold and shit and there's nothing wrong with those bands but it's like all day every day i'm not angry all the time anymore right. you know what i mean <laughs> like, yeah like yo i'm just not and like i remember people would say like hey, this is so loud and angry and it's like bro you just don't get it but like now i kind of have to be in a mood for it like i kind of get that vibe where like before i'd walk into class with my beats right and i knew it was loud so i would take them off and have them around my neck knowing that it was loud as shit <laughs> so people would be like yeah bro listen to metal bro fuck you what, what the fuck <laughs> You know? Yeah. And now it's like yourself from people. Now I'd rather yeah, people hear wild. like the strokes blasted from my car like sup. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm chill. <laughs> so I don't know, man. I feel like as you get older or just as you get more into other music genres, you kinda start to find other shit that piques your interest in other ways. Like I said, I'm not super angry anymore and not that you have to be angry to enjoy metal or nothing, but right. that's just the vibe. You know what I mean? Right. I, I like ballads, you know what I'm saying? Like Metallica has some killer ballads. Yeah. Like nothing else matters, oh, fade fine. to black. You don't have to be all crazy aggressive and shit to make a dope metal song, you know, or a rock ballad. I mean, are they still considered metal songs? Is that Do you go song by song or is it like if a band makes a country song, they just made a country song? Well, like Lil Nas X, did he make a rap song or a country song? 
Hmm. Well, that's what's cool Nani. is you can mix it. And Metallica did make a bunch of like to me they sound like country songs after like oh Black like nothing else matters. No, like after like when they cut their hair and stuff yeah, and they're like all older went, and like, stuff. Okay, pop, look, I didn't like metal. I didn't like uh, Saint Anger either, but Death Magnetic <laughs> and and I thought Death okay, Magnetic let's talk was about really Old Town good. Road because I love that song. <laughs> You're just <laughs> fuck Metallica. I'm just immediately. You, that was a real that. quick flip. Yeah, for real. You were just like, like Metallica. Whoa, 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 what about, about that little Nas X? Let's go back to that. I was just focusing in. You just switched it on me. Go ahead. <laughs> we can go back. No, 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 no. no. Say no Uno reverse. Going back to the Old Town Road. Okay, you only have Old one. Town Road has an amazing chord progression. And Did he steal? Did I he think get sued it's beautiful it? because he's mm. gay and he's open and he's like wears a cowboy thing and it's like flamboyant and then you got Billy Ray Cyrus and then you got a really artistic music video and then you got this song that's really deep about a guy who just cheated on his girlfriend and it's like really that's cool. what the fuck it's that's about. What the song about? Yeah, he's like he's he's contemplating what had just happened and he's taking. I the, thought he the just played Red Dead Redemption road. two for a little bit and was, got real in that zone, <laughs> real in that cowboy zone. For he's real? like. It's hey, really man. introspective, and it's. Like, I don't I really listen it. to lyrics much. Okay, I'm gonna, st- I'm gonna have to start. Oh. Like, there's really no way that is what that song is about, dude. Listen I'm not, I'm to not it. calling you a liar, but there's no way that's dude. what that song is about. I have okay. When you kids teach are children, not singing about not cheating on their. When you teach like, children, you know that song mm. inside and out. Wow. Just saying. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really though. <laughs> I think you're looking a little too deep mm. in that. Did you take some you LSD sure? and listen to an old time road and you just yes, found but it? Yes, like, <laughs> I also listen to it without LSD. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's my go-to on LSD. I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, like Dude, more. that's the song that I would go to. No, no are you looking at like Backstreet Boys and stuff? You were listening to XM Radio, like what? Do you, be do you really, and whatever sound you just thought like, like. <laughs> you really like that song old town road yeah yeah for real i do okay i fair really enough. like it no, fair enough dude it's to a each their own well it's a catchy song i'm not gonna deny that it's a I'm catchy like, song i'm into pop now i used to be i've always been and um i can appreciate the appeal of something that's clever like i don't like like stupid like, there's always, like, pop stars, like, go through a phase where, like, wow, they're new and they got this cool original thing. And then, like, they start to get, like, stupid and, like, trying <laughs> to force the hip-hop thing and trying to, like, be, trying to, too hard to be cool. How do you and, feel like, about Billie Eilish? I like her. She's cool. Okay, fair I just don't know. I'm never in the mood for Billie Eilish, honestly. Me either. Never, never, and it's ever. interesting because she's got this like new way of singing. Not Better new. Really she just, she's, she's just she's quiet. Jippin' Amy. Jim and Amy? Amy Whitehouse, bro. Really? I think she kind of sounds like her a little bit. Well, I would say, but without the projection, it's just kind of like, you know, ASMR. Yeah, Yeah. I get that vibe. I almost died. Fucking my ears up with that. (laughs) I can't (laughs) listen to that. (laughs) Sorry. Oh, man. No, I just just feeling it. No, it's just real, like, in my, it feels like you're whispering right into my ears right now, and I don't like it. (laughs) No, but, ew. (laughs) I'm sorry that you guys had to listen to that. But, if you had headphones, you would understand. But that I, I'm a hater. I will admit that I'm a hater. Okay. Not not for the homies. You know what I'm saying? But but I know that I don't like certain people because I'm just a hater. And okay. Billy Billy Eilish is one You're of those people. I, it's just look, man. So it's your, just you her taste. brother writes her songs. <laughs> right. True. She's famous because she's marketable. She's like 18 or but 17 and already though. played Coachella. Is 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 now these days everyone is just more marketable than anything. There were ugly people yeah. who used to have great songs. Look at Seal. All right, Seal <laughs> had a great body, but his face was beat. 
Let's be honest. And women still found well, him sexy though. Because he had a great way. voice. Be, he had a great voice. It was about talent. Look at that that great that the Susan what's her face from that Boyle. British lady. Boyle? Boyle? Susan Boyle. Ugly as shit. Great voice. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just the look, she was old. She, maybe she was attractive to old people. I don't know. She wasn't attractive to my Somebody demographic. Somebody liked her. For sure. Somebody you know, loves you, baby. Everyone, so, you know, everybody is means something to somebody. You know what I mean? Well, that's her appeal. Is like, oh, okay. So people don't like famous people because they like them. They like what they see in themselves in that person. Yeah. So like Maybe when you see projection. someone who's relatable, you're like, wow, I can be that too. So you're selling the dream. You're not selling who you are. You know, and a lot of people get egotistical and actually think it's about them. It's like, oh, honey, it's not about you. It's about people wanting to be you. It's never about you. A conversation, everyone's always trying to like get in and like, you know, talk over each other, but nobody ever pays attention to the other person. Everyone's it's just like, waiting for their turn to talk. Yeah. Everybody's all about themselves, especially like with the celebrity shit. It's like, you're not, you don't like Billie Eilish. You just wish you could be her or you, there are qualities about her that remind you of yourself and you just don't want to love yourself. You want to project that love on someone else. Maybe. You know? I think that nowadays though, people are kind of into personalities like i think like the the age of social media people posting stories and like what they're doing throughout the day like i know what lebron james ate for lunch today because i saw his story right he's he some fucking it looked too fancy for me to even know what it was but <laughs> it has some melted cheese on it and shit it looked delicious uh but like i mean no one in 96 knew what michael jordan was eating for lunch because they didn't really have that access you know what i mean right. they didn't really know what he was right. doing they get to have a voice i think people like the access now they like to yeah. like you feel like like they can relate to them um, but also yeah. like they do feel like they know them because they follow yeah. they see what they're doing every single day of their life pr practically yeah. and um, yeah I just I don't fuck with Billie Eilish um, I'm <laughs> jelly really is what it comes down to I'm jelly I want to play Coachella I can't play Coachella I'm not a marketable 17 year old girl but um, <laughs> you know I just I found and I also found it kind of weird that her brother wrote that song um, bad guy bad girl whatever yeah, I'm the ba bad yeah guy. bad guy right and it has a line about her seducing dads and it's like mm -hmm. why is a a, a, her brother writing lines about her seducing dads that, that kind of well, maybe is she he writing by that. himself literally yeah, I mean he was a he was a songwriter I know but sometimes even though stuff, you're a songwriter like I listen to a lot of songwriters on like YouTube and whatever the case may be and all the time they don't even though they take the credit for the whole song they still have people that kind of like give them like how we could be literally sitting here in this room right now you know what I mean? And then, like, I come up with this song idea, and you might just say one word that offsets something, and now it's, the whole song is turned. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And now it's going off of imagination or something that might have happened in later on or, or before or whatever the case may be. Like, do we really know if that's really where his head was at at that moment or could it have been someone else that influenced that thought i mean regardless of how many adults in the room the fact that there were adults in the room writing a song for a minor about seducing dads just kind of gave me a wrong vibe like that's just that's just how i felt about it that's just how it came off to me like it's kind of weird even if she wrote it herself it's like there was a group of adults i was like yeah they co-signed it you know they <laughs> co-signed it probably did it a couple times could you do it more feel this time like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. That, give me that line about dads again but add more sexiness to it it's like <laughs> that's yeah that's and their real. parents were what like is? fuck yeah Hell yeah, make her famous. You know yeah. what I mean? I feel you, though. I mean, people I are benefiting you. from that stuff. So, like, of course, you know. That's just kind of my gripe. And then I, I don't like you. Lizzo, tampoco. Um, why don't I like what? Lizzo? I'll tell you why. Explain to me. I'll why. tell you mm -hmm. why. <laughs> I'll tell you why. It's real deep, and I've talked about it before. And, again, it's me being a hater. 
Uh, <laughs> That's confidence all day. In a weird way. But it's basically, um, yeah, that she is confident enough to present herself in a way that I'm not confident enough to present myself in. And I feel like, damn, bro, she looks like that and she doesn't give a fuck. And I look how I do and I care. You know what I mean? Whether I think I look better than her or not or vice versa, whatever. Like, I uh, I don't like her because, um, yeah, because she has that confidence. I'm like, I f- in a weird way, I feel like she shouldn't. You know what I mean? And uh, it, and that's awful. That's <laughs> yeah. awful. And I can admit, I can acknowledge that that's awful. See that, and then they hate on like certain people who. But I'm honest about ridiculous. it. You know what I mean? Like right. I understand I'm that that's fucked up. Everybody sitting in this room right now too. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I know. <laughs> Real talk. Like the thing is, our concepts of beauty and like who is supposed to control what's hot and what's not. Like she's just someone who stood up and said like. I'm, I look exactly like the opposite of what everybody is supposed to be, according to magazines and stuff. So, like, I'm just going to love myself. And that, to people who do like look like magazine people, is very threatening. Because then your whole I definitely don't. system, your whole paradigm is shifted. You're just like, whoa. I don't have to try so hard. Why does she? Nah, 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 nah. You right. know what I mean? And right. so it's like, it's like, there's nothing more punk rock or cool or revolutionary or pop star as that as someone just accepting and like being like and plus it's not even like it's not, not even like it's like plus. an image like the susan boyle thing whatever where most people would probably like say quote unquote i'm not saying that she's not beautiful because everyone's beautiful in their own way but i'm saying like she's an image of someone who's maybe like quote unquote not hot but lizzo actually is hot but the fact that like even if you're a hot woman and you're bigger you have to pretend like you don't think you're hot or you don't know you're hot and even if you are conventionally hot people still think that you shouldn't like say it or be confident about it unless you look like you know, I don't a know. Model fucking, or whatever. Who, you know, Billie Eilish. Know. Yeah, Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is like the example of someone who's like, okay, she's blonde, she's white, she's skinny, she's young. First of all, Lizzo is thirty four. I looked her up and out because I was like, hmm, when did she like get famous? Like, because that's another. She's thing. been hustling for. I can't knock her that's hustle thing, at all. Yeah, people see like the overnight, but they don't see like all the work that you've been putting in like your mm-hmm. whole life, and. Just like that industry is just all about just keeping like really young kids and keeping casting young kids, young kids, young kids, and then you get to a certain point and you like expired. Like you're like it just you a expire piece of meat when you like expired. twenty for some reason in the industry. It's crazy. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. once you turn like twenty, it's a wrap. Like if you didn't start when you were like eight and then make it by sixteen, you're done. It's a yeah, weird it's like thing stupid. nowadays. It's weird. Fuck That's kind of why I do like I I do like the culture of metal music and rock music a little more because they kind of right. respect the people who've been around like you still see big bands like slayer metallica i mean uh rolling stones all still touring all still doing their thing and like you don't hear like you don't hear the new band like hey yo fuck the rolling stones they're trash they didn't influence shit whereas like Lil pump is like yeah tupac is trash he's not that good and then you know Lil yachty saying this and that and they most of the time they're just saying it they don't even believe it they're saying it for clout you know what i mean and so that culture that whole culture of bringing other people down to gas yourself up is like toxic as fuck in Mm -hmm. my opinion and as much as i love hip-hop and i I love um that style of music and there's a lot of people that i fuck with in that genre that that is a part of that culture that i think is kind of like you're shooting yourself in the foot Uh, what's the point of shitting on tupac it's not gonna make like it might get you some views some followers or whatever maybe an article written about you but at the end of the day like it's not really helping your art it's a person that you can't even stand up to yeah, and they have no way to defend on. themselves. Yeah, yeah, they're dead. So it's like kind of cheap. 
Yeah, I think it's real shitty. They defend themselves. They 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 have music that still yeah stands the test of time. Yeah, it's like it's already there. And then the the kids that are talking about it using their music in the background of their own music sampling. Or, or using saying some of those bars. There's a lot of bars that people will take and over just maybe and over flip and around. Over and flip them. Really? Yeah, and th- th- there's um songs that I hear now that I'm like, oh, that's a great bar, and then I'll go back and listen to some old like '90s or, or early 2000s, and I'm Trap like, wait, I've heard this already. Or like, or yeah, 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 or stuff. some old Kanye bars, you know, yeah. that I'm hearing re- rehash now and stuff. Um, and it's just kind of sad to see. I feel like people should have more respect for people that have been doing it longer, like. Um, those people that I mentioned, like Lil Pump or Lil Yachty, or whatever, like talking shit about old heads. Like, I mean, they kind of pioneered the game for them to even be around now, and then they just going <laughs> shit on them. It makes no sense. You know what I mean? You should take what they did wrong and learn from it, or what they did right and learn from it. And I know it's a different culture. I mean, you know, people aren't just buying whatever's on a shelf anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to move units in a different way now. But yeah. still, man, I don't, so I don't see the point in insulting people. Right. And that's another thing. I always like to ask this band uh, or every band this. Now that there's a uh, people don't really buy albums anymore, right? right? Mm-hmm. Even now, people the, the the gimmick now is they'll announce the album and then you can pre-download the album and then when it comes out, you'll have it the day of or whatever. Like right. that's the whole gimmick now on Spotify or Apple Music. So, do you guys feel like it is a worthwhile endeavor to go down the route of sitting and recording ten, eleven songs, putting them all out, paying for um, physicals and shit like that? Or do you feel like it's more profitable to maybe just do singles and music videos and maybe try and have a hit that jumps off and then people go and check out your other shit? The way that the coven is has been going is like everything's kind of like this. I, I like it. It's like a nice little slow drip of like, here, you got this thing. And we're going to put all of our energy into this one thing. Because I do think that like a single is very powerful. It has the power to change the world and it can have a second of like, a incredible impact whereas an album i mean no i think like you're I, hit, you, I think you're like, on the head i think I you're hitting wanna, that on the head i don't want to like just adhere to what other people think like oh like an album like god i gotta sit to an album but like no i mean i don't know they're just those bands that you know are good so like here's the thing is like yeah everybody streams and stuff but think about the way people experience music is you just want to play it and let it vibe like you want to be in like like lately i'm like a tribe we were talking about tribe called quest like i just want to let that vibe right just like boom and then that's like what you're doing like while you're doing something you're just listening to the coven for example like i do struggle with like well i want like a fuck ton because i've written so many songs like a million songs and we've yet to write stuff together i want to include everybody you know and um I want everybody to know everything and I want to like express everything. But at the same time, there's so much investment that goes into a single, a music video, the artwork, you know, how you're presenting your band up until that point. And like you said, pushing like moving units. I like that Um, moving units in a different direction. Like you have to figure out creative ways to get that single out there and get your name out there and stuff like that. So in a sense, it's not really like worth the investment. I would say of time of time and, and money, money. And but if you that. have like a lot of money and you have like a loyal following like this is where I think genres do um matter matter because metal bands like they're always like usually people like follow them because of the counterculture <clears throat> because they reject things like you said like that's their thing right so like I found like metal people to always they buy music they buy shirts they buy For shit sure. like that yeah. you know what I mean but like with punk obviously like the the assumption is that like you know, I don't know. I don't think it's true, but like you don't have money or like no you capitalism, don't have time. man. Like, yeah, or like shit like that. But like, I'll 
dude, when Obsidian dropped their EP, like, I was like, fuck yeah, I, like, had an Obsidian vibe, you know? Um, going on, like, you know, while I'm eating or something, and then you, like, that's the way I experience music. I mean, we're all, like, old enough to where, like, we experience music like that. I mean, me the least, because I'm, like, a little younger, and, like, yeah, I'm, like, the type of person, like, I'll skip some tracks on the album. Like, whatever. Fuck it. Because I'm a vocalist. So I'm like, I don't sound good singing that one. I sound good singing this one. So I'm going to repeat this one. You know, but I don't really always see it as a whole work. So I understand that, definitely. I come from the single world. Right. But, um, yeah, but that's just from my perspective because I'm the one doing, like, all the shit. Um, with, um, we got signed to a label, Roundabout Records. Shout out to Roundabout oh, Records shit. and Del Ravy. That's um, So they work with us and help us do everything but it's still like so much you know you know like it's hard to get people to care especially when all your friends are musicians and everyone's like no i can't i'm (laughs) playing that night and Mm -hmm. you're like what the fuck or like i i don't have money because i fucking play music and you're like okay so i i kind of like the amanda palmer kind of route like she wrote this book that was like something about like asking for money like she said like you know you shouldn't charge for music but maybe you should just ask people if they want to contribute you know and don't be afraid and if you're someone she sees it like if you're a street performer um and you ask for money just for your performance like that's perfectly okay people don't have to give you money and then people are going to shout at you and tell you to get a real job and shit and they're going to try and disrespect you but you're just asking you know some people do want to support you do people want to give you ten dollars do they want to give you a hundred dollars do they want to give you one dollar you know so that's kind of like this new way of thinking is like the whole crowdfunding thing and like music isn't something that um you you know you can in like in like what is it called like stop the access to like everyone can have it yeah right so i don't really i don't even really believe in charging for music i'll be honest like i think that maybe um it's all about merch and that's kind of sad but like it's fun i enjoy merch i enjoy physical it's it's true though i mean people the thing is people are less willing to pay for it you know what i mean it's like yeah there's no market to tap into if there's no fucking market like (laughs) a good album is like a hundred thousand sales like oof he snapped hundred thousand before it was like platinum double platinum diamond mm-hmm. it's like now it's like you sell six figures and you're you're just like wow and you know a lot of those numbers are inflated because people now do the buy a shirt get a digital album with it and then as soon as they download that digital album that counts as an album sale mm-hmm. so there's so many gimmicks that people are you have doing to find now. different ways to yeah do yeah you yeah. can't just rely on the old way unless you know i mean who cares like you're writing music for yourself in your room and you're happy and your album never got promotion like whatever i think there's value in just like knowing that you created something but when it comes to business and like your overhead and all this shit that you have to do um to just keep it going and consider it something beyond just your hobby which for me it's never been a question like i'm a musician like that's just or a performer i'm not an artist i'm not i don't really identify with music i identify with art and acting and everything mm-hmm. but like I think I have to think like that because I have to learn to survive, right? And, like, it's not a joke. It's not a game. At the end of the day, it's a business, and you got to treat it As such. At the end of the day, such. it's a business, and business is not a dirty word. It's just, like, how you do shit. I give you this. You give me this. That's all that means. It's you know? an exchange like, do you want of people to listen goods to you? or services. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The goods is my music. You fuck with it or you don't. Yeah, exactly. You buy a shirt or you don't. I mean, it's that simple, you know? I hate people. Not I hate people. I just get highly annoyed by people at shows. Um, who like they'll come up to you and like yo oh my god you were fantastic this and that you guys sounded great <laughs> when's your next show man y'all snap this and that yeah man thank you thank you you know we have EPs you know they're five bucks nah nah I'm <laughs> out dude actually woof it's late I gotta go 
It's like, damn, bro. You're like, I saw you buy seven drinks. Yeah, <laughs> yo, for real. You talked to me with a beer in your hand, bro. And now you ain't got five bucks for EP that you, for this music that you love so much. You had to come talk to me about it. But at the end of the day, you can't force anybody. Is, music right. is so easy to get now. Yeah. It's easily accessible. Mm-hmm. So it's not a fact of getting a recorded music. It's all about shows now. Yeah, shows that's and, true. Shows and that's what people are going to remember. That's what people so, are going to remember. That's why we started doing uh, shows. I guess some people want like hard evidence that they have your album or single, you know, as a as a as a piece of merchandise. Yeah. There's certain you know, people, right? Know, there, there's yeah. there's a, as a physical product, there's value to that. So it's just a matter of like there's all these different ways that people can, you know, that believe in your cause can contribute if there's enough people with like what you were saying even with donations like if you have like if you have like a lot of money and you really love a band then you can chip in extra hey. i don't yeah, see why not if there's yeah. enough of those but they contribute people, to it could, when they pay for the amazon account though they contribute to it when they pay for the apple music yeah right. they contribute to they're it. contributing more to drake and shit though right but no no, right. no but at the same time you still got those lower people that at the bottom that actually get thrown into that Small that that whatever it is you put in, so yeah, that you don't even know. But it's still, either you sound still great, and you, either you listen to it while you're driving uh, in the gym, or you're gonna press next. But you've already paid for it right. when right. you pay for your subscription to whatever. That's what 2020 is about now. Yeah. If you really look into the business real deep, that's where these little kids and other people are making money from. You don't have to be fully known. Everybody don't right. have to know you. Just as long people. as you can get your music <laughs> on the streaming apps, right. it's going to fall through somewhere. And you got to think about it. We're just here in Florida. Mm-hmm. There's right. a whole world limited, of people that yeah. do that. So, yes, I might listen to it, but I don't know what June Jong is doing over in Africa and what he's listening to. And somebody might be in Germany doing the same thing. And every time they play it, that's money in my pocket. That's a bag. You got to look at it that way. That's how money is being made for music. Yes, money isn't what it's all about as far as artistry because you put it out there. Most people that are very, very uh, uh, successful don't think about the money. When you don't think about the money is when you become more successful. When you drive, you strive for it just for the money, that's when you fail. People don't realize that. So once you know the keys to success, like you just got to know those small keys. Put your art and whatever it is on this stream and that stream. You just got to fall with the times. If you're not with the times, mm-hmm. you're not going to make money. Because at the end of the day, you still have to live, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. In order to use your art, you're going to have to use that. To live. God gave us all of us uh, uh, something in our bodies that is going to make us strive and, and thrive. And all you have to do is tap into it and, and understand it. But you're not gonna, nothing's going to happen if you don't put a little something out there for yourself mm-hmm. in order to keep going. So, yes, you can make money from it, not wanting to make money from it. Just record, throw your music out on the streaming house. It's 2020, bro. Like, that's that's how you make money, dog. Like, for real, that's just how it goes. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to sit outside and pass out albums anymore. You don't see nobody in, the, in Walmart parking hey, you lots listen to rap? You listen to rap music? You listen to hip-hop? <laughs> yeah. You listen to hip-hop? You listen to hip-hop? Hey, man, listen, man. You, you're a fan of hip-hop, man. I'm going to give you this for free. But if you want to contribute anything to me, man, you know, I've been Nobody's out here in the game 36 that. years. I've been out in the game 36 years. This is my second second mixtape wait what 36 <laughs> years is your second mixtape <laughs> what mixtape and that like hey, yo it's not even an lp <laughs> i can't even get it this is on dat piff at least can i download it no exactly. man physical i got tapes <laughs> tapes <laughs> that was where you first went <laughs> even if you tell first. somebody you got a cd they look at you crazy now like yeah. a what my car don't have that <laughs> 
You got? Does that come with an ox? Can I get does, XM? Yeah. yeah. That's why. Yeah, I just it's on YouTube. That's the thing, though. It's like yeah, but it's got forty two views, man. I can't find it. You got to put it in exact in yeah, order yeah, to find it. Hey, put, put Florida, Miami, three hundred five. Then you'll find it. You know what I mean? Yo, go to page six. It's for sure on page six. <laughs> at, the, at the very least, it's on page the six. Tags. Hey, yeah, the tags. That's the, the tags are important. Yeah. yeah. No, so so let me and in, in, in that get into that that um, streaming bag. Do you feel like it would be more productive to drop maybe like a really solid single instead of putting that single on a project with good songs, but like you know that's the best song, and then like you know album comes out. People listen to the album. All right, I listen to it. And then another album comes out two weeks later from someone else. You know what I'm saying? Then they start listening to that or whatever. So do you think it would be like easier to get that bag if you just put out one really solid single instead of a whole bunch of material that maybe could have been spread out over a certain amount of time? I think putting it out one by one by one, still making an album in the background, though. People don't realize that. It's always an album in the background mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You How many push. singles is too many singles? Like, can you release an entire album as singles and then be like, all right, well, well we're not all trying to make, like, the book CDs, like, back in the day, it was, like, 15 <laughs> songs, and you got to flip this, this three. Right? <laughs> Yo, it's not like that. I the think, double discs? <laughs> I think, like, a strong album would be, like, at the most 12, 12 songs. At the most, 12 songs is a strong CD. Anything under that would have to be like eight songs because the attention span of an adult is so small now. Like, it does not take long. Remember back in the day, like how the formats of songs used to be so long? Songs yeah. would be like four or five minutes long. Yeah. If you, at the most, songs are not what? Two minutes, three minutes, 20 talks. Bar, hook. Speaking song's of Old over. Town Road, that song's <laughs> only like two <laughs> minutes. Or that. You know what I mean? That's, That's popular. What? Yeah. Like songs like Old Town Road, for example, that went viral, right? Yeah. That's things like two minutes long. I know. Or three Don't minutes. even realize like They're getting it. shorter and shorter. Like I was kind of like, I love this song so much that I wanted it to keep going. And then it was like, oh, it's done now, you mm-hmm. know, but th- they got you. Yeah. And now I want to know who this person is and I want to listen to all their shit, you know? That's, that's why how it goes. It's, it's so um, shitty that. that's right it's supposed to hook you in there you go but i'm just so disappointed recently over the past couple years about a lot of the artists that are just dying you know what i'm saying uh xxx tentacion real ones um recently pop smoke um the little peep that of an od mac miller um all really good artists but like specifically xxx for me because like i really really fuck with him heavy now and like all his songs are like two minutes two and a half minutes long and like he'll put out an album that's like literally like 23 minutes long and it's like so short but in that short amount of time he was putting out some like real powerful lyrics and and real deep introspective shit and it's like you don't need that pink floyd comfortably numb nine eight you know six seven minutes whatever the fuck it is to to hook somebody anymore to feel like your shit is deep like if you throw in deep a good 16 bars that are deep as fuck like that people could relate to whatever like doesn't matter if that's the whole song like people are gonna fuck with it you know and i think that's kind of a product of the social media age a little bit too because people aren't as afraid to get personal with songs and stuff and more vulnerable (laughs) not that people weren't making vulnerable shit back in the day but now it's like literally like people are like and then he didn't text me back (laughs) like you know (laughs) what i mean like so specific i read it at 803 p.m (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's like, yo, I know this guy. That's why people feel like they know people. Yeah. Because, I mean, uh, artists are super big right now. Post Malone, like, all his songs are super sad. Or most of them are, like, kind of sad. 
and like mad personal about relationships he's had or, or people he doesn't fuck with or someone I really like, Mac DeMarco, um, mm-hmm. talks about his daddy issues and stuff and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like where people weren't as willing to do it so bluntly. Maybe people make songs like that, but they'd be abstract about it. Right. Use like metaphors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Whereas now people are like, nah, she left me and I'm sad now. And that's my well, song. Well, the emo rap <laughs> you know thing I mean? You know, it's like... The emo rap te- it's is definitely like a thing Cobain, now. But not really like, it doesn't have to be him. But it's like, you know, that kind of style where it's like, you're like a singer-songwriter, but at the same time, let's mix it with like a trap beat or something. And also the indie movement because everyone's like... The record labels aren't the way to go. To me, it's like a fancy credit card. Um, Mm -hmm. And then, like, whatever. Like, there's nothing stopping you from releasing your music on SoundCloud. There's no excuse for anybody anymore. Not anymore. That's why it's more competitive in a sense. Like, a demo is not a demo. Like, it has to actually sound fucking good. I mean, this band, we like to kind of sound raw. We like to capture the live sound. But that's, like, Mm -hmm. on purpose. That's a choice. That's a vibe. And I'm also, like, you know, just, you know, I like to be, like, like we got this tightness, but then it's raw. So it's like, you know, the fact that no one's like being like, you have to sound like this. Whereas back in the day, like everybody, you know, had to go through a record label. They didn't have the Internet. You had to get signed. That was the dream. Get it a single on the radio. Anymore. Get a single on the radio. Stuff yeah, one. get a single on the radio. That's all that matters because yeah. then everybody has to know you. But like Cole was saying, like, you don't have to be known to take advantage of. There's like, people the who have entire fan bases, 100,000, 200,000, 300,000 followers. I have no idea who they are. I have no Yo, idea they yeah. exist. It was this dude, I don't know his name, Little Tooth, something like Little that. Little Tooth? <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. Little and Tooth. Like, all right, so it's, right. A, it's a studio I mess with down in West Palm, right? Dreamhouse Studios. Mm-hmm. And they had this dude come in like Little Tooth, something with a tooth, I promise you. Hey, get him on the show. Shout out Little Tooth. <laughs> Come on, come on the show. He got like a million views and all this other kind of stuff. I'm like, what? Who is this dude? He's got a, world, right? a video on World Star Hip Hop yeah, and shit next to the, someone getting shot in the face. <laughs> <laughs> world Star Hip Hop exclusive. Little Tooth. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Tooth. Foot. Is it with an F? Little Tooth? I don't. No, it's, it's like. No really disrespect, tooth. Mr. Tooth. <laughs> 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 no, real talk though. Yeah. For real. Like, sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, real talk though. I just I can't do out. these little names no more. We got Lil <laughs> Baby. We got Dub Baby. Now we got Lil Tooth. <laughs> Yo, oh, yeah, I promise you. Next is going to be And Lil. he raps with like a hood, like this mask on his head all the time. Like you don't even wow. know what he looks is, like. Does he look like a molar? He's got like two coming nah, out. Nah, just some little weird a looking white hat? dude with mm-hmm. a hatless mask on his face, man. Hey, shout out Lil Tooth. Um, no, but we're gonna uh, invite him. We, 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 da, please get little Tooth on here. I would love to talk to Mr. Tooth. And we want um, all those followers following you. Fuck yeah, that's really yeah. what I'm after. Yeah. I mean, if we're if we're being real here, get, I need the, I need those ears. I'm dead serious. But uh, hey, fuck. First of all, fuck iTunes. Like we're about to wrap up. We've been over. We've been talking over hour twenty. Uh, oh, okay. So the reason for the season is our new single. That's right. We, we briefly touched on it. You're yes. Right. Speaking so, of what's it called? Speaking of, you can find us on YouTube. You can find us on YouTube. It's called <laughs> Daisy. Oh, um, wait a minute. That joint is hot. Bro. Wait a minute. I feel like, I feel like that song's been out already, right? Like a previous version of it. It used to be part of, of a collection, Fire? but now it's it's a single. We don't talk about re-recorded. that anymore. No, I mean the it's EP just... that shall not be named. No, I'm, well, so, I'm sorry. I made it weird. <laughs> that was smooth, though. I like that. I like it. No, no, it's Back cool. In the other spelling days. In the other spelling. Pre-Cole yeah. and Doug. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's just, you know. Did, does it sound a lot it different? It just sounds... sounds I would different. say so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it does. It's yeah. a, First of all, it's done in a live room. Um, Cole is... Like a studio? Cole is perfect. I'm just There was only one over. It's not that. perfect. Okay. I don't even perfect, know what right. the other part sounds like. Everything else is live. 
Like y'all all played like, it together? In yeah, a live room together, together at one point. One Very room. nice. Yeah. I like that. Except for that one overdub, the vocal, the second yeah. vocal track. Yeah, I mean, of course. You can only do yeah. so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you only yeah. have one Sandy. That's right. Yeah. You yeah. needed two for that day. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Lil Toof. But two. it was like... Lil Toof, man. I really, I think that really was his name for real. I would love to have him on the show. I mean, <laughs> I can't get over that. No, I, I didn't I mean to cut you off. Please. No, it's funny because it went full circle. Like you were talking shit, and then you like you want we something from him. Like we were saying with the Cole story, <laughs> oh, <definitely>. like how <laughs> everyone's like. You Watch know? him have like and then bars she, though, like bars. <laughs> bars. Going on front, Damn. Okay. I ain't okay. definitely like, come we're definitely on the show have now. Him on here, yeah. You get him. Get him for me. I'm gonna contact him. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get in touch, Mister Tooth. My people will talk to your people. Mister I'll get my dentist to hit you up. <laughs> we'll be all good. <laughs> we'll set up an appointment with Mister Tooth. Uh, so the new single is called Daisy. <laughs> Y'all may or may not have heard it before, but regardless, it's a, this new Daisy. It's Shout- new Daisy. And um, I mean, y'all. I mean, the live recording shit. That's mad different. Why'd y'all go that route? <clears throat> um, because I when this like, when you know when like you get new people in a band and everything has like its own sound. Like everyone's like it's unique. Mm-hmm. Like it's never the same. Like like I love like our dynamic together. And so, you know, we played live, and obviously we practiced and stuff like that. But I fell in yeah. love with the live sound. I don't. I'm not saying like I wouldn't track shit. I mean, that's cool too. It just depends on the song. Daisy's not the type of song that you would like track, track and be like, oh, let's do this perfect yeah, just super like scientific here. about it. And Yeah, like, no, again, it's all raw again. emotion and it's it's yeah. just what comes out because it's a it's a protest song. Um, it's about the thing we were talking about, like how like... Um, discriminated against? Yeah, being discriminated against as a woman or having like double standards. But I'll, I just want to say like my feminism includes men. Like, you know, it's just, that's just what feminism means. Um, and it's specifically that's cool that you say that though, yeah, because a lot of people feminism, automatically assume you say feminism, you're, you're saying fuck men, but that's not really what. No, you're like the I I like I like to call it like a toxic femininity, you know, like that, women that women use their power um, for evil stuff, you know, and then they get to be like, oh well, I'm a woman, I'm a so victim, man. Man. you know all facts, that shit, big facts. Like, Yo, yeah. dap dap that up. I gotta dap yeah, that up. Big for facts. Real. Big and facts. I'm not talking about the stuff that is legit and happens to women, but there's stuff that's legit happens to men and people don't talk about it. And because you don't talk about it, it like doesn't exist, you know, and it's sad. So like when, men don't have like resources for things like that. Yeah, they're not but, allowed to cry. You know, yeah, exactly. I like for crying. For example, that. Yeah. Sometimes I mean, you, you gotta cry. To. You have to. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know? Is that weird? No, no, not not not. no, do you think? We all I saw you as soon as I said I like to cry, you were like, oh, She's like I'm, I'm gonna go. Wait a minute. For real. What? You don't look like a crying type of dude. That's uh, good. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe that I'm trying to put up. But. No, but everybody, you know, you need to let it out. And um, also, like, so the song specifically, it's like about, like, it's kind of like a sarcastic, ironic view about how, like, people. Um, when you're a woman or when you're someone who is being like you're like oppressed I guess in mm-hmm. whatever situation like a systemic thing or in a certain dynamic or relationship or an abusive relationship someone is always trying to tell you what you think who you are and what you're supposed to do with your life and so the song the very first line is I'm wrong perpetually wrong I never know what's good for me I'm being sarcastic like obviously right. like I'm just like done with this because it's like I feel like my like my opinions are not my own is like one of the lines because it's like my opinions don't matter you know things like speaking of rappers like i was in college for um 
commercial music and like there was like this dude that i was like the manager for in this mock like record label we had Mm -hmm. and i just remember um this is just one of the experiences i'm kind of talking about is like when you're in a room with a bunch of dudes and you're the only woman sometimes not you guys uh but some dudes you know they just like talk over you or like they don't listen to your ideas or they think like just because you said the idea that it's stupid but then some some dude says the same exact idea and you're just like what the fuck you know like you you don't even exist yeah and i'm saying like men can feel like that too it's just like in that situation where you're like the kind of like oppressed person and like so it was just like kind of weird experiencing that over and over again throughout my life and whether it had to do with my sexuality and then owning my sexuality and like i don't know at one point i might have wanted to become a stripper and then like just that kind of like stigma of like well if you're a stripper then you're the dirty one not like the people demanding like the demand for sex work and stuff like that so that idea inspired um the song daisy because um i wrote it um after i discovered feminism when i was 18 and there was a book with a daisy on it and it's jessica valenti she's a feminist author Mm -hmm. um she wrote a book called the purity myth how america's obsession with virginity is hurting young women and how like we separate like this idea of like virgin whore like someone's either a virgin or they're a whore you know it's not there's no in between you can't like enjoy sex whatever you have to either protect what you have or you're just giving it away to everybody and like like that whole like dichotomy was like really fucking with me because um i grew up hispanic and like it's just like it's tough because when the world sees you as just like you belong to a man or you're like um you're you're saving yourself for a guy you're saving yourself for a guy or the only reason why you put on makeup or you do this thing is for a guy so you know i struggle with that and that's why i've always cut my hair very short because i just like I like not only did I think it's hot, but also like I didn't want to seem like, you know, I was trying to attract anybody. And I'm like, well, who cares? Like, I should just do what I want to do, which I've come around to that idea. But um, the song's about, you know, independence and, you know, it has that punk edge because of just like I said, the way I write and just I'm I was angry. It's like a snapshot in time of that emotion that I've felt many, many times, you know, and just releasing it makes me happy. So it doesn't mean that I am angry, like you were saying. Like, it's like, no, it's not always about being angry. It's about being cathartic. Like, I'm happy because I express my anger. You know, I used to not express my anger. So now I, I'm always sure to do it. So I scream a lot. So that's what that whole thing's about. <laughs> well, that's going to be the new single. Uh, is there a timeline on it or is it already out? Um, it's out on YouTube. We're okay. giving you a little breadcrumbs. So soon it'll be available for the evil streaming services. <laughs> <laughs> the new Napster. Well, you know, <laughs> gotta make those coins. The stream bag. Yes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> music, you know, music video in the works. Okay. Um, things like that. Um, is there a daisy in the music video? Mm, Can you talk about it? I don't know. It? I'm not too like. I'm not too literal of a person. Fair it's enough. a little bit it's a little bit trippy. Okay. I would say. Some tame impala vibes. I maybe. Wish. I, their <laughs> shit is so I don't even understand how you animate some shit like they do most of the time. Yeah. But um is there any other notes y'all want to touch on before we go ahead and wrap this this very long podcast up? Um No, there's nothing wrong with that. I love going over um <laughs> like the a lot of time. Well, I just want to say thank you to everybody who watched our Clarity video for the Studio Road TV because we have 1.6 thousand views. 1,673 1, views currently. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um, <laughs> I listen to it every She's day. She's refreshing uh, it every five minutes, guys. <laughs> so go and, go and put, notch those views up. Um, and just one more time, let's introduce ourselves. I am Sandy, the one who talks a lot. Um, 
I think I talk a lot too. No, though, so it's okay. <laughs> you're Gemini. It's not. It's fine. natural. <laughs> we're back. Oh, we're back. Full circle to the first. Cole's episode. a Leo. That's cool. Okay, fair enough. And he's a Cancer. I'm a Cancer. You have Cancer. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, should, I shouldn't even speak one. that into existence. That was a good one. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, okay, so now we know the signs. Yes. Um, now we know the signs. Doug, mm-hmm. Cole, cool. Sandy, thank you guys all for being here. Thank, thank you, you JC. I appreciate y'all. Um, and then you know, next time you guys want to come on, maybe with Sandra as well. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, she yeah, wasn't yeah, here because yeah. she had God Rot practice. <laughs> Shout out God. She's Rod. also awesome. in Seven Shadows. Shout out. I was on their album, by the way. I did the backup vocals. All the shout outs. Let's get that's in all whole, the plugs right now. I forgot to do whole, plugs um, last episode. That's a whole other conversation. That's a whole other bag? Yeah. Don't get into that bag. Though. No, a good bag. It's no, a no, good no. bag. Yeah, bags I want to wear the bag. All right. I like bags. I like bags. <laughs> <laughs> um, social media, where can they find you guys? The coven. The coven is, um, it's like it. a coven of witches, but it's spelled a little differently. For legal purposes. For, Legal purposes and also just creativity. Just I fuck with words sometimes. And Facts. it's ironic because I, <laughs> I, I'm really obsessed with English, but sometimes I like to fuck with it. So the coven is spelled T-H-E space C-O-V-E-N-N-E. <laughs> Thecoven.com. We have Facebook.com slash the coven. Twitter is at the coven. Instagram is at the coven. Um, yeah, we have Bandcamp. I have the song on there. Um, and YouTube, The Coven. So, yes, Love you. That's what's up. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> if, if you want to follow the podcast, other than how you're listening to it right now, you can follow me on Instagram, The Throne Podcast, with underscores in between the words. That's where you can find me. We're on Twitter at The Throne Podcast. Um, what else? Facebook. Feel me like me on Facebook. Like the page. Show some Show some love. <laughs> you know go like that shit um it means a lot i appreciate it and if you know any guests or whatever throw my way if you guys know any guests i definitely always need guests so throw my way so i don't give up on this show and um <laughs> <laughs> on my hopes and dreams but yeah. Yeah, Bubba, give up man you don't use uh other than that guys um i really appreciate uh you guys for coming out again and um i'll see you next week when i interview someone else thank, thank you ciao bye it's a wrap you guys Adios. did it Yes. Look at you, <laughs> recording stuff.